Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. Pittsburgh Steelers named Trubisky their week one starter. We predicted it here. Hey, there was a good competition, but Trubisky starts the season for the Steelers. They're six and a half point underdogs visiting Cincinnati. Last night, Clemson pulls away late to win and cover against Georgia Tech. What's it mean to their title odds? Well, Georgia impressed with a domination against Oregon. Now, national title odds, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia are the first three. Here comes a four out of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on an Aftermath Tuesday, live on 226 FSR stations across this great, great nation. You know, we got NFL just around the corner, but we got some big college football that had a weekend to shine And we've got the right guys to talk about it. Two experts, A.J. Hoffman, number one guy at pregame.com over three years. Most winners. You can say, well, what about that? No, no. Three years. That's the three he's been there, the most winners. And now the guy who's, quite frankly, trying to supplant him, I think it's fair to say, Scott Seidenberg, a college football expert. Would you agree with that? 
You said that's your second yep. top sport that's after baseball. That's my second top sport. Baseball, college football. Well, if you're not an expert at your second sport, you're in yeah. trouble, right? So I think <laughs> I think you, expert, you just go. expert's fair. <laughs> All right, so AJ, I think we make this simple. The Las Vegas lead is we go through the biggest games of the weekend. I'm going to let you choose those games and what order are we go in. What's our first game? Let's start with the Ohio State Buckeyes, who are 1-0, win but fail to cover 21-10 against Notre Dame. Okay, so my thought is, as a Buckeye alum, as a fan, this feels like the typical Buckeyes. Is If the game is on, if it's a competitive game, if they're up for it, and hey, last year against Michigan, it didn't go their way. But if you look at them in the bowl games, you look at them in the Michigan games. Let's just say those are the two, and the uh, Big Ten championship games, yeah. that you know they're max motivated. They put in some dominating performance. We've seen time, you know, forty-four nothing against Wisconsin, whatever in the championship games. They can find a way to get lackadaisical because they're very talented. And unless you have a coach that is so hard driving, like Nick Saban, let's say, those talented kids usually can get a little lax if they're seventeen-point favorites. So my question is to you guys. Is there more to be concerned about than that? Meaning, I don't like that they can get lax, but when they can beat, an, you know, a top twenty team for sure, right? Notre Dame might have been a little overrated. Yeah, Notre Dame was ranked fifth; they're eighth now after the loss. Okay, so let's say they're even fifteenth. That you know, if you can beat a top fifteen team like that, being a little lax is probably a good sign. It's just do they get caught with their pants down one game? I think it happens a lot with Ohio State, and you've seen it as an alum. Like I, the first, my first reaction after this win was, they're going to cover forty-three next week against Arkansas State because that's just what Ohio State does, right? They're going to run up the score against a, a no-name team. But when it comes, we're giving them a chance to keep their athletic program in the black. I'm Let's just be saying, honest. Yeah, yeah, but in this game, I felt like if it wasn't the first game of the regular season. Ohio State covers this game. See, I actually would think the opposite. It seems like if there's any thing that's saying, well, does this game rise up to a level of being important? Well, it was a it was a night game, right? Yeah, Notre Dame season opener. Notre Dame. So this feels like is the next tier of games. If it's not a, a playoff game or or a bowl game, not the Big Ten championship, not Michigan. What game is the second biggest game of the year for, other than Michigan prior to those other you know games? This was it. So if they're going to be down on this game, why are they why are they going to be up the I next? Think it, I think it was a conditioning thing. I think it had a lot to do with it being the first game of the year. And just but it was getting, the first game for Notre Dame, too? Absolutely. But when you are expected to win by 20 points, and they, they look, they won by double digits. Anytime you win a game by double digits, you feel good about yourself. I but agree. in terms of blowing them out... It, it never looked like they were in that situation. AJ. And I think credit where it's due, Ohio State played really well defensively, where you know that was the, the big issue last year was they were bad on defense. That's what kept them from being a good team. The assumed was they were going well, to be they were a, a good team. They weren't a great team. They weren't a great team, but they, were, they didn't have even close to a great defense. The assumed was they had one of the best offenses in the country. And on Saturday, it did not look like one of the best offenses in the country. So, whose fault was it on offense? I mean, C.J. Stroud, who's you know second in the Heisman odds, did not look 
crisp, particularly early on. Played better in the second half, but not not the start he would have hoped for. But again, Notre Dame is the second best team they're going to face on their schedule this and year. Jackson Smith and Jigba did leave the game, so they, that is a big void in there. He's their number one wide receiver, and he's the guy who's filling the void for two incredible that's a good NFL point. Yeah. wide receivers that left last. And season. he went out early in the game. I yeah. mean, so maybe so the offense saying, just that's interesting. What we're saying here, and I think we just hit something is teams like Ohio State reload, right? They don't rebuild. But it's not as if you're always going to be guaranteed the guy behind them is going to be the same level of a first-round draft choice or two Mm first-round draft choices. So then the question becomes, however good they are, they're going to start a little bit slower. The first game is probably going to be one of the more challenging games. So thus, if they had to replace two key guys and then one of those replacements get hurt Mm -hmm. really early – that's going to be tough. In week one, you just don't know what your depth is. You know more about your depth as you progress throughout the season. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's fair. So what we're saying is Buckeyes being the Buckeyes, which means they win, but probably not win by as much as they should, which will probably come back to bite them soon if history is any indication. Game number two. Sharp money came in on Oregon, pushing them from 17.5 point dogs to 16 at kickoff. Georgia did not care about sharp money, winning 49-3 to over the Ducks. All right. So my question is this. How much reevaluation do we do with Georgia? Because they were clearly a third tier. Well, I don't say third tier, but the odds as of, um, let's see here, is plus 300. Georgia was plus 475 entering last week. So Alabama was plus 180. So Alabama's clearly won. Ohio State was clear too, plus, you know, three to one. And then Georgia was almost five to one. Now Georgia's improved from plus 475 to plus 375. Now they were 17-point favorites. So it's not about them winning the game. It's about how they looked. Do you believe that upgrade is warranted? I do. I think doing this to an Oregon team that, not world-class, but a top-15 team in the country, going out and completely humiliating them on a neutral field, I think this is really an eye-opener, particularly the play of Stetson Bennett, who, even though he won a national championship last year, the real questions were, yeah, but is he that guy? And against Oregon, he looked like that guy. He looked like a Heisman contender, to be quite honest. Do you remember the scene from Billy Madison when they're doing the academic to and Eric plays the violin so beautifully, and then Billy just blows the flute and goes, <laughs> and then his response is, he's good. That's how I felt watching Georgia play this game against the When did you come up with this analogy? The only res- was it just now, or did you play in this way? The only uh, put an odds on whether or not RJ's seen Billy Madison. I'm going to no, go. I have. Oh, okay, all right. But the only remember. response you could have is to just chuckle to yourself and go, <laughs> they're good. Okay, because who, who's, they the, are, who's the guy playing the flute of flown really bad in this analogy? Oregon and everybody else in the country. <laughs> and so, or- so you think Georgia's better than Alabama? I think it's Georgia and Alabama on a separate tier than everybody else in the country. And that is if you thought it was Alabama 1 and Georgia 2, no, it's 1 and 1A. Well, first of all, no one thought that or hardly anyone did because the odds clearly said Alabama's 1, the Ohio State University is 2, and Georgia was 3. I think it's Alabama and Georgia 1 and 1A. 
hmm. and on a different level than even Ohio State and everybody else. So then you still think at plus three seventy five, there's value on Georgia. Yes, they're both going to the they're both going undefeated into the SEC championship game and both going to the college football playoff like we don't like we saw last year. So Georgia doesn't have the tough crossover games this year, right? No. So I mean, it's like who who's their toughest game? Tennessee probably. Uh, Maybe I mean, Florida now. Florida, Florida, and Jacksonville could be the way that we saw Florida look this past weekend. Maybe that game is the most difficult game. So we're going to be talking the Pac-12 and their struggles, but let's talk about a game that includes that, which was the Florida game. Yeah, the Florida Gators win as underdogs 29-26, knocking off the seventh-ranked Utah Utes. Now, I dug into the play-by-play on this because I don't watch college football. I just, it's a moral thing with me. I, I mean, I'll glance if it's on the TV, but I'm not sitting there like the whole day. I just can't do that. But I do like to dig into the box scores of the big games. It seems like Oregon, or check this, Utah wins this game more than 50%. We can call it a coin flip. But considering the way the game went, there were multiple times if Florida didn't deliver, there was all, it was almost like an inside straight. They had like three times that they had to go down and score and deliver, and then one time stop them. So it's like four coin flips, and they won all of them. And if they would have lost one of them in that series, they would have they would have lost the game. Florida would have. I think that's a fair assessment, and I think really it, it boiled now, let's down. Not, let's not you know full disclosure. You guys liked Utah in that. Game. Did like Utah yep. in that game, uh, but this was really you talk about an inside straight. Anthony Richardson was that seven of spades or whatever you needed to fill it because mm-hmm. every time they needed something to happen, he was the cheat code. He was the guy that brought Florida through. There was also the big stop at the beginning of the second half, right? That first possession of the second half, Utah gets down to the goal line and doesn't get into the end zone, right? So they scored. They they went for it on fourth. Yes, they score a touchdown there. It's a completely different game. But you're right. Anthony Richardson is now up to 14 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. It was at 50 to 1 prior to the season beginning. And with that performance. First off, are we talking about which player? For the Florida quarterback. Okay, okay. Is now 14 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. He's like the third or fourth favorite on the board when he was 50 to 1 before this game. And, I, and a lot has to do with the viral clip of that jump, pump, fake, spin around that he did that was. Frankly, one of the most impressive things I've seen a college quarterback. It's certainly do in a good while. highlight reel <laughs> stuff for the uh, the Heisman uh, reel. But 108 yards rushing, three touchdowns on the ground to add to 168 yards through the air. So a big day for Anthony Richardson overall. Okay, and remember Heisman odds. If there's anything that's evolved in my time in the industry, it's it used to be you needed to be on the cover of the magazines, the, the billboard Smith, in Times Square, yep. in order. You know that's why a guy like Archie Griffin won. You know, two, he won two in a row, and it was in a weird way. It was easier. Think of how many non-seniors, non-last year playing, because maybe they're seniors, maybe they're not. But Heisman winners that had a follow-up year. We've had like what seven, eight of them now, yeah, right? Oh, well, it's more common now. I mean, yeah. lately, and not one of them, right, has won it the second time. No. Why? Because our attention span is short, mm-hmm. and people can surge from out of nowhere 
you know, and if you look at the odds entering the year for the Heisman winner, we've had more than half the time in the last five or six years, it's been like 100 to 1, 75 to 1. I also think the, the writers set the bar. Once you've won, they set the bar higher. Like, you've got to be so far and away because the idea of adding someone to I Archie Griffin. I was clearly, I don't think, yeah, you're well, right. Tebow had a legit shot his second year, but I think you're right, AJ. There was, maybe they held him to a higher standard. But there hasn't been many that's really been super competitive. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of close calls in which it went against the winner from a prior year, it seems like. But there have been times when they've been a finalist. Like, Tebow yeah, was a finalist. Yeah. Matt Leinert was a finalist with the Reggie Bush one. So they won back-to-back years. They were both finalists. Uh-huh. When you say they won, you mean USC. Well, that never happened. We're supposed to forget that because they oh, struck that record. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> Somehow Vince Young didn't win that Heisman, which yeah, is absurd. Yeah. Hold on a second now. I'm a big fan of Norm McDonald. You know, <laughs> RIP. He said very clearly the only way they could take a Heisman from you is if you murder your wife. <laughs> I mean, he said it at the ESPYs, remember? So yes. now you're, they said they took it away for a reason less than that? Yes. See, things there, there was keep, a Hummer involved. You can't believe anything. You can't believe anything. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to take our first break. We are going to discuss the Pac-12. We're going to wrap up college football with what the heck is happening with the Pac-12. Are they competitive? Because against the SEC, it doesn't seem like they are. He's R.J. Bell with Scott Seidenberg. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home, and you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. 
With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash CR show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash CR show. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. All right. We are talking and wrapping up the college football Vegas recap. We've got one game left. But first, let's talk about the Pac-12. Losers with Utah. Losers with Oregon. Did they win a game? This USC weekend? looked really good. That's oh. the uh, that's the big hope how points, now. How many points were they <laughs> that, favored by? <laughs> they were favored by plenty of points, but that was the big. It, the, if you're t- if you're trying did to badmouth, they, bad mouth, did, they, they did. If you're trying to badmouth the Pac-12 this week, Pac-12 fantasy. And wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Sixty-six to fourteen. Lincoln Riley running up the score against, against Rice. A ho- yeah, a, ho- <laughs> a hapless <laughs> and hopeless opposition is doesn't. How many times have we seen that before? Exactly. So. What do you guys think? To some degree, it's a moot question. That's M-O-O-T. Because there was a very famous Saturday Night Live sketch. They had uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson on. and every, But he, it was someone playing him. And this was like maybe the early 90s. And it was like every time someone would ask him something, he goes, the question is moot. <laughs> so he wasn't answering any questions. But because the Pac-12 is in a way disbanding, I don't know exactly how it's going to end up, the aftermath. But Oregon is a team that's supposed to maybe go somewhere else, maybe be a Big 12 team or check that Big 10 team. You know, they got a, a certain booster up there that likes to write checks. Mm-hmm. So... Um, is Utah the second team that would be in the mix? Washington think? would be the second team in the mix because so they have Utah a, has no chance. Utah has no chance. Seattle being a major media market is interesting to to another conference. That's the appeal. Okay, so what do you think this means to the? And really, I'm not one for abstract conversations about the future in three years. Do we? I would have thought Oregon had a chip on their shoulder coming in. If there's any team in the country mm-hmm. that you think is saying, you left me out, I'm going to show you how big of a mistake that was. Boy, they didn't seem to respond that way. No, they didn't. But again, this was Dan Lanning, the former Georgia defensive coordinator, going home to see Kirby Smart and the guys that, that got him that job. So maybe there was... Yeah, but, usually, but hold on. Usually, you would think the coach that left has the advantage because he knows that team. They don't know his team. What Kirby Smart said in the press conference, and I think this is the telling thing, he said, Dan Lanning's a great coach. Oregon's going to be very good. But right now, we've just got better players than them. Yeah, and we the, talked about both. 
Nix, too. Bo Nix, the new quarterback at Oregon, who was the Auburn quarterback of the past three years. Kirby Smart has had his number for the past three seasons. They've beaten Auburn, and Bo Nix has done absolutely nothing against them. And to me, the difference in player quality was built into the 17-point spread. Yes. Now, was Georgia a little bit underrated and the spread should have been higher? Okay, let's call it 21. The game was far beyond that. So my my question is, if you have an advantage where a coach that was with this team last year knows this team, leaves, and now they don't know his team, that's a general advantage. Now, it could be, too, Nick Saban style, that Kirby is able to say, well, I know how he calls defense, maybe I can... But he knows how Kirby calls offense. Whoever calls, you know, so it strikes me that at, at worst it was a draw when it comes to the coaching, uh, the, the specifics of a former Georgia guy. Schematic being, advantages, yeah, being the head coach. Now we're seeing it this week. Look at the spread of Alabama against Texas. Saban knows what Sark's going to do offensively, right? He called his plays for a couple of years there at Alabama. So we have a somewhat similar situation. This game is actually in Texas where the Georgia, I know it was technically a neutral site game, but it might as well have been a home game for Georgia. Yet Alabama is a higher favorite on the road here at Texas than Georgia was in a de facto home game against Oregon. Well, that's interesting. So, in theory, that's saying that there's a difference between Alabama and Georgia, but is it big enough, or is it saying that Oregon's better than Texas? So, like, in your power rankings, before these games this weekend, what would you have had Oregon and Texas? My, Oregon minus one and a half. So, right in that range. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I would say they're not. I'd have Texas. They're at least probably even now would be my... So, what is the line for the Alabama taxes? 20. 20 right now. Okay. Was that, it 17, 17 and a half? So, Georgia gets upgraded. Pac 12. You guys haven't really given me an answer. I'm going to have to say it. What's, if you want me to say something nice no, about Pac 12 football, no, I'm not going did to. Did I say that? I said, <laughs> what is the story about the Pac 12? I mean, do, should we assume this is just going to crumble from here? How many years left is there for USC and UCLA to be in the Pac 12? Their earliest out is next season, but that's it's not decided yet. But they, they're, there's money so involved. This might be the last This season. could be, be the last season of USC. Yeah, 2024 is what is, is the safe answer. All right, so moving quickly. The um, we had uh, one other Clemson. Clemson, Clemson last, last night. night. Clemson yeah. against Georgia Tech, forty-one to ten winners. They win. They cover. DJ Uyunglele still not beloved by Clemson fans. People calling for his job. Well, in the first half, Clemson's offense struggled. It really did, and a lot of people. And and, and this always happens when a highly touted true freshman comes in. Cade Klubnick was the number one quarterback recruit in the country, and he's a guy that a lot of people on radio. Now, what year myself. is he in now? He's a true, true freshman. freshman. I thought the dude from Texas. He was a redshirt freshman. He was the year before. Quinn Ewers. Uh, yeah. all right, all so, right. uh, including myself, a lot of people have been talking about Club Nick as the future of this program. In, in fact, I gave out Club Nick as a Heisman bet. Everyone, after that first half, you go on social media, it was all about, we want to see Club Nick, we want to see Club Nick, we want to see Club Nick, we want to see Club Nick. Credit to Dabo for sticking with DJ until mop-up duty came along. And here's what happened, RJ. Klubnik comes in against the the, the scrubs here in, in the fourth quarter and looks poised, drives them right down the field, 
Nice touchdown pass. The announcers are gushing over him. So they outscore uh, Georgia Tech by 17, 17 nothing in the fourth. And, and everyone is saying, yeah, okay, DJ did lead us to a win here, but we saw enough from Klubnik there late in the fourth quarter that maybe this kid should get more looks. At the end of the first quarter, the game was 0-0. Zero to zero. So Clemson fan not not pleased with a zero-point first quarter. The first four this, possessions right in that game? Uh, was... I want to. Say, I don't know exactly what it closed at. It, it was. It was twenty three. Yeah, twenty four. I think it was twenty three and a half. Uh, that's fine. Saturday. That's fine. Twenty three and a half. Twenty four. Total so, of fifty one. By the way, and it landed fifty one. Well, that can happen. That can happen. <laughs> now, what are the odds that come Thanksgiving that Klubnik? And let's be honest, I can say Klubnik. So I'm hoping for him. But what's the odds that Klubnik <laughs> isn't the quarterback? I'm going to go. I, I, I think we're going to disagree on this. I'm going to say 70% that it's DJ still quarterback in Thanksgiving. Wow. I think it's 50 50. Okay. I think it's even less. Here's the thing. Clemson, By the way, his Heisman odds dropped 100 to 1 for Club Nick, now 80 to 1. Okay. The only which makes passes. Yeah, it makes sense, though, because <laughs> the conversation, right? Yeah. The conversation tells you something. And he's been on the field now. And it strikes me that what happened to Oklahoma last year, where you had a, uh incumbent who was a Heisman. Candidate. Spencer Rattler. Uh, yeah. And then, boom, you got that super frosh, and he gets on the field, and it's like, wow, he's mature. And it feels like this is an extension of quarterbacks being more NCAA ready as 19-year-old freshmen. Oh, because they enroll early. I mean, Klubnik was there in the spring. He played in the spring. He practiced, and everyone was even raving about him in spring practice, how good he looked. Yeah, so... Clemson is competing for national championships. So, for them, they want a high-variance upside. So, I mean, can they win? I mean, can Clemson realistically win a national title with DJ, we'll say? It's hard hard for me to see that right now. And with Klubnik, there's an upside that we can't fully understand. Like you say, the unscratched lottery ticket. So, how can you? So, under what? So, you're pretty much saying Dabo's going to make a decision that pretty much precludes his team from winning a, a national title? I think that he will. That doesn't seem real smart. We're not going to see it. For uh, We're going to see Club Nick now in mop-up duty over the next couple of games because they play Furman and Louisiana Tech, which are both going to be blowout wins for Clemson. They go to Wake Forest, though, on the 24th. And Sam Hartman should be the quarterback yep. at Wake Forest in that spot. Very curious to see how DJ handles uh, that game on the road. Wake Forest got that news today that Sam Hartman cleared to return, so he will play this weekend. That line has already jumped seven points against Vanderbilt, so a big upgrade on Wake Forest. So here are, to wrap up the college football, the title odds, Alabama plus 180, The Ohio State University plus 325, Georgia plus 375. Then there's a big jump, Clemson 10 to 1. Now they haven't moved off of this game. Then USC twenty to one, Texas A and M twenty five to one, and then I won't even mention the next team, Michigan. <laughs> They're too far out of it. So really, from there, there's just futility. You know, you're, you're playing for second. That might upset Harbaugh, but you know what? Yeah. I don't really care. He smells. He does. I mean, listen. I'm not. No, no, no. I I misspoke. I, I don't know if he smells. He looks like he smells. Okay. I mean, I I mean, do you deny that? I don't deny it. I've never he smelled smells. him. I mean, I've never been close enough to him, but <laughs> you're right. He does have that look. You know, Tremendous I've, khakis. I've never explained that drop. Um, you know, it's Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. I'm guessing. But here's the great part of it. Do you know when it happened? 
No. no. He was, there was just some guy that was in the studio with Beetlejuice on Howard Stern that was making him mad. And Howard's like, what's he about? Why is he making you mad, Beetle? He just looks and goes, he smiles. And just like screams. <laughs> it's, it was like so perfect. All right, we're straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. Okay, let's talk Steelers, Trubisky. Now, we can say, oh, that's great. He's the starter. It does feel like Tomlin dragged it out. What do you guys think of, and I saw this, verify that I'm right, they defined um, uh, Rudolph as the number two, the backup. The depth chart I saw today had Kenny Pickett as the number two, Mason Rudolph as number three. No, that's interesting. Mackenzie, can you look that up? Because I heard specifically Rudolph was number two. Yeah, I'm on it. No, Kenny Pickett on the Steelers official website is number two. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. So, I saw the same thing though yesterday. Yeah, maybe there was a chance, but maybe they were trying to get one more day of trading him. Because <laughs> I mean, if hey, if the Steelers made him number two, he's more valuable. Um, I still think as much as here's the funny thing: the old saying is, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. I think that that's maybe the case here. Now, who knows what Pickett's going to be? Right, but it does strike me that the optimism in the Steelers has gone way up. But in truth, it's no different. I mean, maybe the fallback position post Trubisky looks better because Pickett looks better, looked better in the preseason we expect. But really, where do you rank the Steelers? If you said rank teams by quarterback, where you're looking at their starter, you're looking at the backup, you're looking at the third string. Steelers were bottom at? quarter of the league. I, I think so, but there is a general optimism that I think is maybe a little deceiving. Does the idea that they're they're going with the veteran give you more hope that they're going to be good this year versus going with the rookie, making it feel like oh, they're not? We don't we're not good enough to win this year. It feels to me like naming Trubisky instead of moving on to the future means the Steelers think they can compete mm, this. season. I don't think that's what it is. I think that he probably thinks. Well, here's the thing. Trubisky's another lottery ticket. All right. So at quarterback, you either have a Trevor Lawrence who is the savior and maybe the false prophet or something, but not necessarily. But you think he's the guy. He's got all the tools. He's this, he's that. Okay. Then what you have is lottery tickets. All right. So how often do those lottery tickets hit? Not often, but Russell Wilson was a lottery yep. ticket, right? And obviously Tom Brady was, and you can keep, and Dak Prescott was. So, in general, why not give Trubisky a few starts? One, it humbles Pickett, which is a good thing. Two, there's a chance Trubisky has a great year. He was yeah. number what two in QBR his second year. You stat you love. You're yeah. saying he's better than Brady. He's better. I mean, <laughs> think about it. So I think you get you get to roll the dice with Trubisky. You humble Pickett, and then if Pickett does come in, it's going to feel like he earned it. It wasn't given to him easy. And Pittsburgh is not about easy. I mean, that's important. Mm-hmm. They still run the Oklahoma drill. Yeah, and Trubisky was voted one of the Steelers' five captains. Which I find, it that was a vote from the players? Yeah. Now, that is interesting. I wonder if the coaches say, hey, we're hoping Trubisky gets voted for. Because sometimes it seems like the captains are political from the coaches. But if it's a vote, that's interesting. Do you think when the other players shook hands with Kenny Pickett and they felt his little baby doll hands, they were like, oh, this guy can't be a captain? I think think if we played with Nerf balls in the NFL, Pickett would be one of the best. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Outta Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
Danny boy, you still around? Yes. Dan, I think it's time to stop the shenanigans, and when I talk to you, show the joy that you feel, honestly, inside. Okay. You want to try it again? Should we do it again? Can we start that? Yeah, yeah, let's do, do it again. again. Take two. Danny boy. Yes, RJ. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on? And we haven't talked in a while. No, it's been a while. Did you notice, though, the Steelers did release a depth chart that had Mason Rudolph number two? Yesterday, Then it was a clerical error. Then today it changed. The CIA had a few clerical errors (laughs) when they testify in front of Congress sometimes. I mean, who knows? I mean, really, could it have been a mistake or were they trying to trade him? I, I believe, yeah. I, I, you know, I think that the trade thing was is actually a little legitimate. I, I actually do believe that there could be something in it. But Tomlin speaks on Tuesday. Usually, these coaches speak on Monday, but he's always a Tuesday guy. So, with word coming out today, just made it official. So that's what we were waiting for. Talk to you tomorrow, Danny. Thanks, RJ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Listen, it's a challenge. He never knows what he's going to be throwing at him. Usually, it's the rote stuff. It's like, hey, what'd you think of the game? Like, no, no, no. I try to get him fired sometimes. <laughs> but no, I don't want him fired. I want to see him dance away from like controversy. That makes sense. He's a pro at that. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even get tempted. A lot better at it you than know, I am. You know how some people are like, they see that controversy like a big hamburger they want to bite? Dan's like, I'm a vegetarian. I I have no interest. All right, when we come back, I'm going to give. And usually on Tuesday, I'm going to let the boys give an early college game. But I feel like they've shined a little too much today. So today, I'm going to give you an early NFL look ahead for week one. Best bet. Stay tuned. He's RJ Bell with Scott Seidenberg. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. From- you know, John, our technical director, I think the best in the business, I'd say. Best I've worked with. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. You're the, you, yeah, I guess how wouldn't it be? He's well, so good. It's funny though, for <laughs> but <laughs> for four years, oh, let me think about it. It's been four years. I always come in after the second line because no one's gotten to you yet. This time, after the first one, he goes all the way, it plummets the he volume. He was ready to hear you. Yeah, but what do I do at that point? Because I feel like if I come in like I did, I'm giving him too much power. Oh. Does he get to dictate when I come in? He is the best in the business. Yeah, but he's not that good. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I, I really have an affinity for John because he does his job with no, he, there's never an excuse with I him. I agree. I like John. Yeah. So I'm going to let this one go. Well, except for talking about it in front of the nation. Right. I'm, I'm going to let it go. But after that, it's over. Exactly. Water but, the but in a way, if you don't know who John was, you're thinking, man, he's the best in the business? That's awesome. Whatever RJ's complaining about, who cares? So I think it was a net win. What do you think, John? I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a recording he I had. think it was, too. Yeah, like push the drop. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a best bet. Um, first, though, let's talk some of the bigger NFL storylines. And let's do dealer's choice. Pick any storyline, NFL Week 1, you're interested in, AJ. The health of Matt Stafford. I think there was pessimism about the Rams, at least in Week 1, that pushed the Bills out to favorites on the road. Now we're seeing this Matt Stafford elbow injury, from at least according to Sean McVay, he's 100%. He's good to go. So maybe there's then been I'm a, hearing a... Then I'm hearing things saying it's going to be an issue the entire year. That's not what I'm hearing. But it, I mean, here's the thing. What is what is McVeigh's? Here's what you got to ask yourself: Is there motivation for someone to tell a lie? If there is, they're probably going to lie to you. Just let's be mm-hmm. honest. 
And McVeigh's going to say, oh, it's innocent subterfuge. Okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know if he's going to say that, but it's like, okay, except back to the story that I will repeat at least once a week. I'll try to keep it succinct, like 10 seconds. People are betting millions of dollars on these games. You owe it to the public, the market, especially when the NFL makes money on betting, that you owe the correct information. Because if the info is not correct, it means there's inside info to get. The reason the NFL, way back when, and it was very much with foresight, they were very uh, prescient by saying, hey, if we have a forced injury report, there won't be inside information to get because everyone's going to mm-hmm. know everything mm-hmm. or pretty much by not making that report honest and sanctified by fibbing. And the Rams have been famous for this. Todd Gurley, he's been guilty of it before with, with this. I was pounding my fist all Super Bowl week about that. And it was just, you know what? It's shameless. They don't even care. And so my question is, what is the advantage of showing any weakness at all with Stafford, meaning let's say he is less than 100%. Does McVay have any motivation to make that clear? No. no how do we believe yeah. a word he says about how, how he's not hurt? I don't believe it. Yeah. So AJ's the. the, the I'm the mark. AJ's yeah. the mark in this one, right? He's the, he's the guy to fool. It's like there's one, bo- one yeah. born every minute. AJ was born. And if, yeah, if you can't spot the sucker at the table, you are the I'm sucker. I'm the sucker. But here's the thing you love Stat. You get very wrapped up emotionally with these players. I don't you know. That's Stat. true. You love him. They're playing the Bills, though. Right, so you're, you uh, where's what? my love's just torn all over the place. All right. Best bet time. I'm going, and this one's obvious, and I got to give Scott a little credit here. We got a bet in mm-hmm. which the Dolphins and the Patriots, now there's a concept called closing line value, which means based upon when you bet it, what was the line, and what was the line at kickoff, and that allows you to know are you on the right side or not. Though you won't always win if you're on the right sure. side, in general, the line moves towards the correct Line. Well, the line went from three to three and a half. He has the Dolphins laying three to me. I have the Patriots taking three. So now it's three and a half. So it's a bad bet for me at three. But at three and a half, yum, yum. Same thing. What has changed about anything except the narrative? Of the Pats. Everyone's saying, you know, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? How is that one dude, the rocket scientist, how's he going to be the OC? He doesn't know offense. I mean, it's like there's nothing of merit here. And to me, anyone smart is saying, yeah, this is weird, but hey, is Belichick really going to make like a complete cluster of all this? Now, the one thing that causes me pause is the Patriots are not typically great early in the year. But I think Belichick hates Miami, and I think he, or he hates losing there, and I think he wants to make a statement. Best bet, Patriots plus three and a half. Patriots going down five days early to Miami to get used to it. If you missed any of today's show, including a recap of week one's college football card. Check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. He's RJ Bell with Scott Seinberg. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.